the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to this special edition of the Lloyd's List Podcast, live from Posidonia. I'm here at the Posidonia exhibition where we've just finished the first full day of the show and I'm delighted to say that we've been joined by another special guest today in the form of Clarkson's Research Services Managing Director Stephen Gordon. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, lovely to talk. So we've been uh, talking today about um, you know, why you're a little bit more optimistic than perhaps you once were and you, you, you positioned this as moving from survival to planning for recovery. Can you give us a few thoughts in terms of why? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, the market certainly still faces headwinds and we've had a very tough 10 years in the shipping industry. Um, but we do feel that there are some signs, some building blocks. Uh, we think that 2016 probably marked the bottom of the market since the financial crisis. We had the Hanjin bankruptcy, we had the all-time record lows on the Baltic index. We see some recalibration of markets, we see lower fleet growth, we see trade performing quite well, we see a better bulker market, a better container market, uh, we see uh, the Roro Ferry and Cruise market as better, we see LNG improving, um, but equally the tanker market uh, and indeed the LPG market are still very challenged. So um, yeah, still headwinds, but on balance we feel that there have been some improvements, particularly in sentiment. Um, and that we are paced for, um, hopefully, a, a gradual recovery as we move to the end of the decade. Fair enough, okay. But you also made the point that, in some respects, this is back to basic fuel economics. We've got the 2020 sulphur cap heading towards us fairly rapidly. Um, nobody really knows exactly what the outcome of it is, but I think we can assume more expensive fuel bills. You mentioned that we could be talking about doubling of the uh, fuel bill for the industry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was some analysis that we did um, that looked factored in the increases in the oil price that we've had in the couple of years, um, because the the price for Brent has gone from 28, it peaked at 80 recently. Uh, we also have the switch from HFO to uh, low sulfur fuels in 2020, mm. um, and we also have a fleet that's growing all the time. So um, uh, on that basis, we had come up with some calculations about the doubling of the, the fuel bill. Yeah, I, I think um, you know the fuel economics is, is a good one to focus on because ship owners understand it. It also helps uh, from an environmental perspective, um, and um, uh, it uh, is something that commercially the market understands. So I think that uh, you know, from a chartering perspective, from an asset value perspective, uh, the fuel efficiency of a ship is, is coming sharply into focus mm. as we approach the, um, the the 2020 and also with the higher oil price. No, absolutely. But one, some of the points that are being made this week is, uh, you know, is now a case that some of the owners are actually banking on this, uh, you know, high fuel price. But banking on the fact that as a result, they are expecting to see a massive slowdown in terms of the ships. Now, in terms of your analysis, are you incorporating that into it? Are you, are you assuming that uh, you know, a certain percentage of the fleet is effectively going to disappear into slow steaming post 2020? Um, well, the I mean, the vessels, so the world fleet has slowed down by 15 to 20 percent since the financial crisis. So we've already had one step change in that. Uh, you know, going forward, um, you know, the speed will depend on how the markets, how the fuel price is in 2020. There's a range of issues. It's a, it's a calculation that owners are constantly doing. Mm. Um, we didn't see a huge pickup in speeds, for example, when the um, uh, tanker market was good in 2015. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I think the the regulatory uh, potential. Um, uh, if 
environmental regulatory potential for impacting speed is, is a new one for the industry. Mm. And so I think that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, uh, we had uh, the likes of Petrus Pappas and a few of the sort of the big Greeks. I mean, quoting figures that are quite astounding. I mean, they're assuming sort of 10% of the market just disappearing as a result of slow steaming. Given that we have already slowed down, that seems to be uh, a bit of a bit of a bet on their part. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we, we shall see. I think there's some interesting other developments around 2020. For example, the in potential impact on the product market trade uh, and storage. So you could get different trades um, opening up. Um, you know, between different refineries, um, storage for certain bunker suppliers. So I think it may impact the tanker market from a trading perspective as well. That's slightly speculative, um, but certainly it's something that we've been doing some research into. And uh, finally, I mean, what what do you, um, you you're fairly positive in terms of the, the um, demand fundamentals. Trade is actually looking pretty good at the moment. Supply. You know, we've had our problems, but I mean, we've seen a, a period of discipline, albeit probably you know one that's been self-enforced by the uh, shipping industry, and uh, access to finance certainly isn't helping that. So, um, supply-demand balance looks pretty good. Where do you see the risks here? Um, I think we think it's improving. Uh, I mean, you know, the market is, as I've said earlier, it's it's still pretty tough today. Um, I think you know, supply growing at two and a half percent instead of eight or nine percent is a good thing. Um, I think the demand growing at, I mean, last year we had world trade growing at 4%, which is a very positive number. Mm. So yeah, I think it's all about, um, you know, uh, sort of cautious optimism, um, you know, being aware that there are headwinds and some of those sectors are still very much in survival mode, whereas some are very much looking to the recovery. Mm. Um, so uh, I think it's just a case of being um, uh, cautiously measured in this uh, the timing of this these things are very difficult when markets do get momentum they can move quite quickly um, but for the moment the supply demand on an overall basis seems to be with us but we've got to watch it very carefully okay so um, we're here in Posidonia and we uh, you know we've heard some bullish Greeks are you expecting to see uh, orders coming in from the Greeks at the moment um, well we certainly saw an uptick last year I mean 2016 was an all-time low or a 30 year low at least since the 80s um, we had about 600 ships ordered last year we had about 900 to a thousand um, and the Greeks were um, you know part of that ordering this year it's been a little bit slower I think the price increases which have varied across sector and country but around 10% uh, over the past 12 months and that has certainly um, slowed some of the ordering activity to an extent but no I, I think the Greeks um, you know, will do new buildings, they will do S&P. I think a lot of owners that have been in a position to do something over the past year, be that M&A, be that consolidation, be that investment in technology, across shipping. I think owners that are in a position to do something and have the balance sheet to do it, have done something in the last year or so. And I think I would expect that trend to continue as we move forward over the next 12 months. Wonderful. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us. We better let you get to some of the Posidonia parties before they finish. My pleasure. Thank you.